Welcome back to Behind the Hotelier. If you listened to the last episode, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And if you subscribed, then I cannot tell you how much that means to me. Um, it's been a few days, obviously, since I pieced the last one. Um, so that was when I started putting down my thoughts, everything that I'd done on scrappy pieces of paper. Um, so this now continues. I'd mentioned last time that I wanted to touch on the grief cycle and explain a little bit more about why that is something I started to look into a little bit more and why I felt it was important to share. So it sounds a little bit dramatic. However, the grief cycle and COVID for me has been something I've enjoyed trying to understand. So from my original uh, thought process about how I was going to get through the first few weeks of lockdown, I then came to a point where I started to feel really often optimistic and glass half full. Um, that's what I wanted to be. But as the days morphed into weeks, and now I'll be honest, I sit here in December and I, I feel like I'm visiting certain parts of this again. But I found it more and more difficult to keep that positive mindset, that glass half full mindset. So I started to think a little bit more deeply about it. Now, I work in the hospitality industry and I am a hotelier. I look at, I look after sales for the hotel that I'm at, Hotel Football. Love it. Okay. Keeps me going. It's kept me going. My team have kept me going. My owners have kept me going all of this time. Um, they've kept me sane and above water. However, hospitality itself is described as the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors or strangers. So in that one statement, you can probably see where I'm heading. So everything that makes my industry what it is on the whole has been eradicated. So for my role, as I say in sales, a huge part of my own personal day-to-day being has been taken away. So it had been taken away at the time of me writing this and it's still not back kind of eight months later. So these are things like familiarisation trips, you know, having people over at the hotel and showing them what we're all about, gala dinners, networking, luncheons, award ceremonies, you know, road trips all across the country, the things that make my job incredible, you know, what I would give now to be able to get into my car and drive to one of my clients that I work with and bring cupcakes and have a chat and explain what's new with hotel football or stock exchange. I would love that more than anything and I miss it. It's that human interaction. It's all gone. We can do Zoom but it's not quite the same. So I found I was continually just aimlessly scrolling through various social platforms, trying to understand how everyone else was dealing with this sudden change to life as we know it. You know, as you can probably imagine, people that I follow are either related in some way or another to my industry. And I was, I was, I was intrigued, you know, what's everyone doing? Um, It seemed everyone was doing all right. You know, there's a, a lot of activity going on. But somehow it didn't give me any personal reassurance. So after a few conversations with someone that I'd met by chance and I didn't really have a relatively close relationship with at the time, it hit me. 
And I'd focused so much on keeping focused that I'd not given myself any time to grieve. Now, I understand, again, as I said in the beginning, grief sounds dramatic, but please stay with me. So back in university, one of the topics that I remember thoroughly enjoying was around change management. It's something that we need because it helps us to grow. However, it's not always a welcome change. You know, sometimes it's forced, you know, sometimes it's something you know you've got to do, you don't really want to do it. And I can tell you that for me, and most likely others too, COVID-19 has not been a welcome change at the moment, okay? The life that I'd become accustomed to has been turned completely upside down. You know, yes, the same will have happened in other industries, but I do feel very, um, I feel a little bit touchy about this subject actually, but I believe hospitality has been probably hurt and turned upside down more than others. I, I talk about hospitality in the wider context, so not just what you see in terms of accommodation providers or events or socialising, but it's the wider network, you know, our our wider supply chain, our events colleagues, you know, live events, outdoor events, AV technicians, people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis. So, Whilst I started to look at this, it brought me back to the Kubler-Ross change curve. Now, for reference, you can look at this online and it's the five stages of grief. And each phase for me had a different translation. And it was possibly what maybe many of us were feeling, especially in similar roles to myself. So I decided to put together um, how I thought it translated to me to see if I could help anyone. So the first is shock and denial. So I believe both of these stages sit together. So the human initial reaction is self-preservation. So the shock is quickly followed by our intellectual or emotional rejection of something that's potentially clear and obvious. So again, grouping these two together, that could have been initial thoughts right at the beginning you know the whole thing has been blown out of proportion we've seen it we've seen news articles you know it's the same as the flu people get the flu every year hardly anyone dies the media just trying to gain uh clicks and likes and sell newspapers and oh I'm, I'm not in a high risk category it doesn't apply I'm healthy so that's kind of how that initial stage would look and you may have felt it, you may not have done. I know I did. I remember thinking, oh gosh, come on. You know, because we, we've never, well, I've never faced anything like that before. So that was the first one. We then get to frustration. So the feeling of anger and frustration can be overpowering. So naturally, we tend to move towards anger in a way of clawing back control over our fears. So before we're ready to accept the problem, we become quite hostile, maybe blaming others, lashing out, refusing to comply with the rules. You know, again, we saw it. I'm not doing that. Okay. So with that, you have things like way back in the beginning, we heard it. Oh, it's all China's fault. You know, I don't care what the prime minister's saying. I'm going to go to work anyway. I'm not staying on my own. I'm bored. So again, it's that I'm still going to keep my little bit of control. Then we get a little short stage of bargaining with ourselves. 
So this is where denial begins to break down, but you're not quite ready to let go of the control you've convinced yourself that you've got. So in essence, we try to start and compromise and find a less painful solution to the issue. As we gradually start to let reality set in though, we approach despair or depression. Now, thinking of the bargaining, it could be things like, it's all right to spend time with others as long as they wash their hands before they see me. Or, it'll all be over by Easter, she says back in March. I'll be safe until then and then we can go back to normal. Or, I know when people look sick, I can tell. That kind of thing. Like, you know, as long as they're they're around me and they're all right and, you know, they're doing this, they're doing this, it's fine. Okay, so this is this little stage. Then we mentioned despair and depression coming in. So this is where there's finally no more room for denial. There's no more. There's nothing else we can do, okay? The feeling of self-pity is overwhelming. We feel lost and angry because the attempts that we gave ourselves at bargaining didn't quite work, okay? So again, this little stage could be you know, I can't go to work. If I don't see anyone, I'll end up with no one at all and they'll forget about me. Oh, this is a new norm. You know, I can say goodbye to my career and my dreams, okay? So this is the self-pity. Again, it does sound doom and gloom, but it's all not lost because once you get yourself out of that and you, you follow that little curve, you get to the stage of acceptance. So it may take longer than some of the fabulous people you see on Instagram It might take longer than the energetic guys that you see talking all over YouTube with their endless fitness classes or the baking sprees, but it will come, okay? Now, there was a point that I would say I was there. So this could be, for example, you know, I can't control the pandemic, but I can do my part by, you know, being careful, staying positive, washing my hands, you know, staying indoors if I need to, protecting other people, or you know, just because I can't leave my house, it doesn't mean that my life has to stop. I can engage from home, you know, use technology, use what we've got around us. I could actually take that time to spend that extra time with my family. You know, maybe I could develop myself. I think I touched on it last time, you know, is there, is there a course you've always wanted to do online? You know, you can actually use that time constructively. You know, the world is going to change. It is going to change. Could there be a possibility that we will see something for the better? So it might be that, you know, we say it all the time, we work smarter, not harder. All of a sudden, this uh, situation of trusting people from working from home, you know, we've done it for a substantial amount of time now. So actually, we've built trust barriers. We've broken, sorry, we've broken trust barriers. But, you know, we've built this, this trust relationship with our employers and our colleagues, you know, to know that we can do it. So it's kind of, again, how you, how you probably process this stage, you know, everyone will be different. But as I say, I did think I was there at the minute now, I'm not quite sure, because I feel like we've gone through this whole cycle again. However, you know, I'm, I think I'm a bit more, um, I'm a bit more prepared this time to take each one with a little bit more care and not dwell on the negatives too much. So I decided that I was going to take the time for personal development, both professionally on topics that had interested me for some time, but personally 
because I do think that we will never get this time again. So again, back in kind of June, July time, it was like, is there anything that has been burning for me to do and I've wanted to do? So trying to just change it a little bit, okay? Now, there was a point that I wanted to add. So we've gone through this cycle, but then you think, well, all right, the green cycle, it's usually attached to a, a person, a loved one, example, for example, but this is more like a role loss, okay? So it's not losing someone or something that is important to us, but it's the relationship. So this makes grief much more magnified. For example, you know, I had been grieving that I'd not been the most helpful leader to my team while I'm dealing with changes and they are, you know, I'm not being able to come in with Friday treats and cheer everybody up. Or, you know, at the time when my fabulous colleagues were volunteering day in and day out to look after the NHS, I couldn't be there all the time because I had a duty at home. So again, it was very, it was very hard to deal with, you know, we were all grieving our regular routines or our journeys and it that you know it, that was not it was not something to take lightly really you know we can't fix anything um overnight again as i said i felt compared to share this because as i'd identified everything and now i feel like i'm visiting that again it did wonders for me to create my own clarity and it helped me to decide how i was going to organize myself with the impending changes, the continuous changes we now see, and what mindset it would be that I would need to go with it. But one thing that I will say is no matter where you see yourself now, you need to give yourself time to grieve. So, as we would do, but you need to give yourself time to grieve because it's almost like an old life has gone and what do we do now? And it's how we rise again that will make all the difference. But you need that time to grieve because you've definitely earned it. And it will help you fix your focus of where you want to take yourself next. Um, again, thank you for listening to this session. If you've gone all the way through, thank you very much for listening to my, my ramblings for a bit. If you're listening to this and it's just coming up Christmas, then I want to thank you for being here and wish you a Merry Christmas. I will be doing another installation. Um, it's very hard to decipher my old notes now, but I'm quite enjoying it. I feel like it's very therapeutic. Um, if you get a chance, please do subscribe and please share it. This is one key goal of mine that I wanted to focus on um, because I do enjoy talking as you can probably tell so I would really appreciate any support that you can give if you've got any ideas any thoughts please do visit behindthehotelier.com because there is a contact form on there and if there's anything you want me to look at or if you've got any feedback maybe there's something you don't quite like or you maybe want to know a bit more about I'd love that so please please get in touch but for the moment, thank you again. I really appreciate your time. Thank you.